a lot of us have these healing journeys. And the reason why we have these healing journeys is to share our message with the world of like how we were able to heal ourselves. And, and that message needs to come out and there shouldn't be any reason why we don't share that. All right, guys, growing your wellness business doesn't have to mean working around the clock and feeling exhausted. So welcome to the Healthy Hustle Podcast. I'm your host, Rachel Feldman, and I have been in your shoes. I've been in the wellness space for over nine years, and I know what it feels like to feel overwhelmed. I took my wellness business from 13K that first year and feeling fried and exhausted to over six figures. Now I'm a business coach for health and wellness professionals just like you, and I create done-for-you content and programs to help you save time and money so you can spend more time nailing down your niche, understanding your buyer avatar, attracting your ideal client, and building your business from the ground up the right way. So sit down and let's get started. Are you struggling with email marketing for your coaching business? Building an email list is crucial to connect with your clients and increase conversions, but it's not easy. That's where the Cleaning Hacks List Builder and Marketing Kit comes in. You'll get everything you need to build an email list of raving fans and potential clients, including a lead magnet, cover images, opt-in page, thank you page, and follow-up emails. And the best part, it's completely free. And if that isn't enough, I've also created video guides to walk you step-by-step through the setup process. Download your free kit and make it happen. Hey guys, here we are at the Healthy Hustle episode, and I'm extremely excited to have a brand new friend, Amy Stark, here with me. We are going to talk about becoming that version of yourself that you truly want to be, that to to dare to dream big, to actually become who you are meant to be, which can be scary. And that's one of the reasons I asked Amy to be here with me. Amy, can you introduce yourself to my audience? Sure. Uh, I'm a psychic medium healer. I've been on this journey for almost 17 years and uh, there's been a lot that I've learned. So I share that uh, <laughs> mind, body, and spirit. You know, if you want to become the greatest expression of you, who you really are, there needs to be a harmonizing of uh, those different areas of your life. So like you need to be paying attention and kind of working with each area and not neglecting one area over another, which we tend to do when we are trying to build our businesses or, okay. you know, um, reach all the people, you know, it, th- some things can fall behind, but it's really important to really be cognizant of uh, which areas are, you know, falling behind and kind of help them. What brought you to this journey? That you've been so I was super sick growing up. I was sick till I was about 30 years old. I was chronically ill. And I was told when I was nine years old that I would never get off um, asthma and allergy medicine. And I just hit a point where I was like, why would I want to take this medicine for the rest of my life? Is there anything else I can do? Because like the doctor said, there's nothing else. So right. I started on this journey to eating healthier, um, you know, learning more about energy, figuring out that I had trauma, releasing that trauma, rewriting the programming. Mm. And the more and more that I started to meditate and dive into this stuff, um, the more and more I saw it was all energy. And, uh, I, you know, my gifts started opening up and I was able to connect with the other side. I am able to see the energy that's stuck in people's bodies. I can hear the the programming that they're running that's keeping them limited um, in the way that they want to show up in the world and create the things that they really want. You know, it, it, we 
our brain is meant to keep us safe. So it will remember and our body, um, the things that have happened to us. So we have to reprogram because we're not between the ages of zero and seven, which is where most of this happens. So there are certain techniques that I teach people to be able to unwind that trauma and reclaim who they really are and who they want to be. And what are some of those techniques? Because I know everyone listening is like, this is me. (laughs) Yeah. Well, so EFT is really my favorite um, because it's something that you can learn once and then you can use it wherever you are, whenever you're needing it. You know, it could be midnight, you know, and you're waking up in the middle of the night and you're just thinking about your business and you're obsessing about things and you need to calm down and go back to sleep. Cause that's really the, probably the best thing for you to do. You're not going to like get up and make a TikTok or whatever, you know, <laughs> uh, write a, a newsletter. So, um, we need to be able to reorient in the moment and the EFT emotional freedom technique is really good at helping us to shift our perspective in the moment so that we can, you know, really see clearly what needs to be done, like go back to sleep rather than write an email Um, but also like it can be used to get over fears of like public speaking or putting ourselves out there. You know, a lot of times if you're energetically sensitive and you've been on this journey, you know, that means like you can feel the vibe in the room, you know, you, you can sense things, um, you might not be showing up the way that you want to be because you don't want to offend anyone because we learn that our energy can be too much for some people because, you know, we can sense it in other people when they are receiving us. So we, I help people to rewrite that programming and show up differently so that they feel safe and it's okay to be who you really want to be and, and be vulnerable and ask for the life that you really want because, if you're listening to this podcast, I'm pretty sure that you're a good person out there and then you're trying to do good in the world. I know that you're uh, a lot of health coaches listen. So a lot of us have these healing journeys. And the reason why we have these healing journeys is to share our message with the world of like how we were able to heal ourselves. And, and that message needs to come out and there shouldn't be any reason why we don't share that. When you experience fear yourself, is EFT your, your go-to strategy or do you have a few others as well? Well, I would say yes, definitely. That is the number one strategy, but I have done so much work on myself. I really don't fear a lot. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) I mean, when you, when you know the things that I know, like I've connected with the other side and I know, uh, the bigger picture, I've really felt held. Like I, I just know a lot. Um, and I know that everything is happening for me. Uh, I really have programmed myself to see it that way. So if something does show up and I do go back into that fear state, I pretty quickly have learned to be able to shift my mindset and see how it's happening for me. And then that turns on my curiosity that turns on, um, like a different way of seeing the world and, and, and the problem at hand. So for somebody listening and they're like, okay, you nailed it down. I'm scared to become my authentic self. Yeah. Where, where do we start? Where do we start in the reprogramming? I know EFT, as you mentioned, is a really great tool, but what about going deeper? And we can look at it from the mind, body, and spirit aspect. So what I like to say is like triggers are really actually your friend. Um, because when we get triggered, there's so much information there, uh, to dive deeper in too. So like, if you're meditating, you probably are getting more into, um, recognizing your thoughts and feelings in your body and things like that. So if you're not just, if, as long as you're present and you feel like, Whoa, I just had a huge reaction right there. Like, what's that all about? And get curious. Then you can start to use a tool like EFT to dive deeper and like reprogram and release that trauma. Because most of the time when we are triggered, we're just reacting from 
our previous trauma, whether it was a physical trauma or an emotional trauma or even uh, a toxin in our body. But uh, we want to retrain our nervous system over and over and over again to be able to feel safe and show up the way that we want. So that's that's the key to everything really is just training our nervous system in the moment to respond the way that we want rather than react. And what are what are some reasons that maybe we wouldn't step into our our being? Our Well, it's like who am I who am I to say that I want this, right? Like a lot of times we've heard that when we were kids. Like my mom, not meaning to be mean, said you're not special. Well, I was one of six kids. And I'd like, if I asked for spaghetti and she was making something else, like she's <laughs> like, you're not special. You're not getting spaghetti. Like you're eating what the rest of us are having. So, but it, unfortunately, like being at such a young age that programs you to think like, you're not special. So don't ask for what you want. You know, that would be another thing that probably was programmed. Don't ask for what you want. Um, and oftentimes, like I said, you know, if you're listening to this podcast, you've had a health journey, you probably have been had chronic illness, you tend to cater to other people's needs. And by you asking for what you want, you're putting yourself in a place of vulnerability and people can either show up or not. And that's very scary. When we find out that people don't want to show up for us, it's very painful, but they are the people that we need to leave behind, right? Because they're not on it, the journey with us. They're not supporting us. They're not giving us what we want, um, or need. And, and they're not giving that balance back to us. Like, cause a lot of us overgive, right. You know, if you're listening to this podcast, you're an, a really, really good person and you overgive, uh, most of the time. And you have to even correct that sometimes. Right. And it's okay. If you receive, it is more than okay. And, and actually, can I just say this? I have seen so often that people who are so kind and loving, they have these uh, programs that are running where they're trying to people please, be a perfectionist. They forget to take in all the things that they were trying to earn, which is like the love and affection and approval from others. So like, let's say it's a mother and she has made a meal and the kids are like, this is the best meal I've ever had. And then she's like already in her head onto the next thing. Like I got to go change the sheets on the bed, you know, and all this other stuff and doesn't even hear the children saying how great the meal was, even though she put all her effort into it. She wanted it to be amazing. She just didn't hear it. She didn't take it into her heart. So that is happening also, um, with our clients They're they're calling us and they're saying, you've changed my life. And like, I now, you know, got the speaking gig that I've always wanted, or, you know, I, my email list has grown to this, that, and the other thing, but we have, we were so busy and focused on the next thing and pleasing the next person and getting to the next phase of our life that we miss these beautiful opportunities that actually fill our soul and actually heal us. Why do you think and I- we miss out on those opportunities? Because we are going so fast. What do you, what do you think it says about that person who can't be present in that moment? Yeah. Um, it's a, it's, going to burn you out. Honestly, that that's the number one thing I would say is that being a perfectionist, being a people pleaser is going to burn you out. And that's why a lot of us wind up having chronic illness because our nervous system is on high alert and it's trying to see what other people need versus what do you need and do that first and then see if you have the capacity or ability to help the other people. So when, um, when we are perfectionists like that, we don't stop because we, there's like a million things to do. I always say, it's like, you're putting fires out and you're running around and trying to get it all done. And then who's last you, 
Yeah. So that's why you burn out. <laughs> I've been down that road myself. Oh my gosh, I me too. I speak from experience. Pillow. I have a pillow over on my couch that says fuck perfect. And I've yeah. been there for like 10 years because I, I love it. Reminder. Yeah, for sure. It's and and that's why I love EFT. So when you do something like emotional freedom technique, you're connecting the mind and body, first of all, because you're tapping on the body. It kind of like wakes it up to the present moment. It's like, what is real? What is really happening here? And then what it does is if you're working on something like people pleasing, you would be tapping on the body and talking about your feelings. Like, I'm so tired of being the only one who drives the kids to soccer practice. I'm so tired of being the only one who cleans up. I'm so tired of, you know, always putting my stuff out there and people aren't finding it. Whatever it may be, you um, you tap on it and you talk and then you start to feel it in your body and you say, oh, wow, that was stored in my stomach. Like I can feel my stomach is like feeling weird or my shoulders, the weight of the world is on my shoulders. All that stuff starts to peel off and then you start to rewrite the programming. So what happens in your brain is the neural network for, you know, perfectionism begins to take down, uh, those beliefs and then creates a new one where you feel safe. So little by little, you can shift your mindset to see how, you know, it, it is okay for you not to be perfect. It is okay for you not to be a people pleaser all the time or ever. <laughs> you, you just, you can come from your authenticity and do it because you love to, not because you feel like you have to. Well, and so many of our sicknesses and illnesses are so tied to our emotional, to our emotions. Yeah. I, that's the body, mind, and spirit that I love that connection. It's like, mm-hmm. where is, but just like you said in the beginning, like we're harmonizing, like, where are we out of balance? Yes. What would you say for that person who's just addicted to keep going? It's that addiction. It is perfection, but it's also that addiction. It's how they manage their emotions. Would we go so, for EFT? Um, well, so yeah, definitely EFT would be great. But if you want to like, even look closer at that, that addiction is related to dopamine and dopamine is closely related to finishing a project. And if we never finish our project, we never get the dopamine. So, uh, you know, it's important to incorporate ways in which you can actually feel that dopamine and pat yourself on the back, you know, because that is one of the things that you're seeking by being a perfectionist is that, that dopamine hit within the body. So rewriting that need to keep going. And also it's like, what are you running from? And why is it so, why is your hair on fire? And like, you're just going just because you need, you think you need to go instead of like attending to the fact that your hair is on fire. Does that make sense? (laughs) (laughs) What would you say? Because I I really want to talk about this trauma piece. I feel like we are finally in a day where we're talking about big T's and little T's and everyone is more, it's not like, how trauma was viewed years ago. Can you Mm. talk about trauma being stored in the body? Absolutely. That's my gift. Um, (laughs) I'm able to see where people are storing it and why. So I can just explain to you that trauma can go from being a little T to a big T because um, I'll give you an example. So if there's a kid who is in uh, gym class and they're not picked for their team, right? Then they start to develop um, something that they, a story they tell themselves about that, right? Because they're trying to make sense of why they didn't get picked. And they're like, well, I'm just not good enough to be picked. Or I'm a girl, that's why I wasn't picked. Or, 
you know, I have blonde hair and they could pick any story. I mean, you, it's a crazy what people tell themselves, you know, cause they're just trying to make sense of it. Right. So there's a story that begins. And so if this person is like, ah, nobody likes me, if that's a story, then the next time that they show up, they have a belief, right. That, that they are not good enough. And then when they, uh, you know, the teacher's like, everybody raise your hand. If you want to go do this for me. And then sh- they raise their hand first, but the teacher doesn't see it. And then they say, oh, well, that's because I'm not good enough. It, it becomes a lens in which you see the world. And if you go back to that original event and you could do this by tapping, which is amazing because the the body keeps the score. There's energy in the body that's holding those emotions. Um, You can get to the root core. I'm able to see that original event. I I will work with clients and I'll say, okay, this is from when you were in second grade and this happened, blah, blah, blah. Let's pull that out by the root. And then it changes the trajectory that you had been on and it reorients you to your original blueprint, which is, you know, I am good enough and I should be picked for this next job when I'm 40 years old, right. You know, or 50 or whatever. Living in the past. Yeah. Because you're no longer telling yourself that story and traumatizing yourself. So that little T where you're not picked for, um, you know, in gym class can turn into a big T because you've then reinforced it. And actually in your brain, those neural networks get, uh, thicker and thicker and the signal just f- sends faster and faster. It's almost like impossible to reorient unless you do an intervention that is body-based, which is why EFT works so well because it interrupts that signal. And then, and then it, um, takes down that neural network. That's like really right. thick and reorients it. And you actually see the world differently. Like rose colored glasses is a real thing. Like you, you can see that you are worthy. You can see that you are enough. You can see that your kids love you and, are you and take that in. This starts to regulate until you, until you feel shift or um, the other spider webs that come up. There, yeah, you can go down rabbit holes. That's really, it could be really fun. I mean, you can really start to see like, why am I thinking of my second grade teacher all of a sudden, you know? And then you're like, oh yeah, I did really love her. Like, oh gosh, that thing happened when I was in that class. Like you can go down those rabbit holes or you can just tap and talk and you can use um, numbers. So there's a scale from zero to 10 and you can say, this is bothering me at a a level nine, 10, whatever. Um, And then when you tap, you'll notice that because your body becomes regulated, you're like, this is silly. I'm 42 years old. I don't need to be worrying about your rewriting you know, story in those moments, in those moments. Yeah. So, so the way I see it, cause I see energy is your brain actually shifting. It's almost like you walk over a bridge when you get to like five, you're in the middle of the bridge. You're like, I remember the old me and I remember, and now I'm starting to feel the new me. And then you walk into the new you. It's amazing. Oh my God. There's so much from that, that I want to ask. And the first thing that always comes up to me is like, if somebody has that resistance to do this, what does that say about themselves? Perfect. I always say when you are resisting tapping is exactly when you should be tapping, (laughs) Uh, (laughs) uh, which is annoying, but um, here's why we shy away from becoming our greatest self. And if we know a tool, like I, I, those are the people that I've worked with. They'll say, I don't want to tap, you know? And I'm like, that's why you should tap because your resistance is about your new becoming your new self. And Mm -hmm you know that you won't have that excuse anymore that, you know, people don't like you or you're just not good enough. Uh, You'll start to see the real truth that you are good enough, but it's really you holding yourself back. And then what can you do about that? That's where you become empowered. And you're like, I'm the problem. (laughs) It's not out there. Taylor Swift song. (laughs) Right, right, yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Exactly. Like I'm the problem. I can change this though. That's the good news. Like I can't change the perspectives of everybody else, but I can change my own behavior. I can master my own emotions. I can come from a place of authenticity and ask for what I really want. Like that is all up to me. And that's why a tool like EFT or mindfulness or meditation, or just sitting with yourself, however you want to look at it, getting clarity about what you want and then finding the resistance and going after the resistance because those triggers, those, that resistance is where the gold is at. I love that. Tell me about dreaming big. What are, what are some, uh, because I think we have a tendency to let those old thoughts come in and stop us from dreaming big. What are some ways that you really let yourself rip when it comes to dreaming big? You know, it's so funny how we are scared to dream big because it's like, you know, oh, then who would I be or what would people think? You just got to pay attention to all that like story that you're telling yourself. And then that's your goal. Like, you know, why can't you dream big? Right, right. We used to dream big as children. Who told us that we couldn't anymore? You know, fear steps in for people. For sure. And like, so, so one of the things that really holds us back is, um, when we are tackling a fear such as like dreaming big, we might piss off some people that we really thought were our friends. Right. Right. And that might mean that we need a new community. That might mean we have to level up and find people who really support us. Right. And that's scary because we're like, oh, will I be okay? That is a primal reaction. So we have to overcome that. Like we evolved to be in tribes and support each other. And like when somebody would do something that was outside of the norm, that meant their life was at risk because then all of a sudden they are on their own. Uh, So over, you know, learning to calm down and be like, it's okay, I'm just dreaming here. You know, like give yourself permission to think big and then see how it feels when you were, when you step into that, what are, what's the story that comes up for you um, in terms of what's holding you back? Mm. Also, you know, we talk a lot about manifesting, uh, you know, these days I and just read my mind. I was like, yeah, ask her about manifesting. <laughs> yeah. So like when we dream big, we're like trying to manifest that, right. Essentially. And a lot of people tend to think that it's way out there, right. It's like, I'm, I'm, I'm walking this path to that manifestation, but really what you're really doing is, is trying to pull it towards you and you have to become the energy match for that new reality and how you become that energy match like attracts like, right. You need to work on you so that there is nothing repelling it. Right. So when we dream big, if we think, well, my mom's not going to like that, you know, (laughs) then that's sending out that your body wants to be safe. You're, you don't want to lose your community. So you have to either decide to override it or change your perspective about it, like change your belief system. Um, and, and it's just a process of figuring out what, who is holding me back. It's really you. I'll tell you that much. And in that process, would you say, I mean, I think when we talk about energy attracts energy, energy like attracts like, what are some ways in your life that you keep up your game? Right. Love that question. This is where I thrive. (laughs) I am all about, you know, the, the mind, body and spirit. So I'm, I'm constantly embodying my new life, right? Like I'm trying to bring it towards me by showing up the way that I feel 
great. You know, so what are the ways in which I feel great? I will do ice baths. I mean, nothing wakes you up more, gets you into the present moment, (laughs) um, you know, fills you with uh, actually dopamine. You do get a ton of dopamine from it, but, um, you know, those are challenging the, the mind and body is definitely what I do to really feel alive and energize my body. So working out, eating, right. Finding the things that might be stealing energy from you. Uh, so it could be a person get, you know, uh, uh, say goodbye to that person. I mean, that takes guts, but if you really want to become the greatest version of you, it's going to mean you're going to have to leave things behind. Bread was one of the things I had to leave behind. <laughs> I should say gluten. Sourdough. You're like, even sourdough, I had to say goodbye. Yeah. Like I just don't do well with gluten and it sucked my energy and it like put me on a roller coaster that I didn't want to be on. Um, you know, it, 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 was it an easy choice? Not really at the time, but now it is uh, the amount of energy and life and focus that I have is worth right. it. And yeah. the same thing, is there a lot of work that goes into making an ice bath? Yeah. Is it, is it absolutely terrifying for a second? Yes. <laughs> but I override that. Like I'm learning to train my brain to do what I want it to do. And right. that's the thing is like, when you get so good at paying attention to your thoughts and picking your thoughts very carefully, you learn to be able to create the life that you want. You want to feel empowered. You want to own that energy. You want to say, yeah, I used to um, be a people pleaser. And I used to be a perfectionist. I used to worry about what other people thought of me. I don't anymore. I'm in charge. I decide how, my worth. I decide how I'm going to show up. And when you have that energy, then you get to, to pick and choose the life that you want because you know you're the creator of your life. Do you ever have those down days? Oh, of course. Yeah. And then I, I have friends, then that's the thing is we need to have those friends that are around us that pick us up and be like, what are you thinking? (laughs) You are the creator of your life. And you know that like, well, you know, sure. I I'm human. And I go through those moments where I am really frustrated and, um, maybe forget my tools, but then I thankfully have people around me who are like, did you tap today? Did you meditate? (laughs) You know, like, you know, go sit with yourself or go take a walk. You know, those, those are the times where you can really find your clarity and, and really realize the big picture that it's not such a big deal. Like you'll get through it because you've gotten through 100% of the days before. And talk to me about being a medium. I know you said, um, when did you actually discover your gifts? Uh, so I was 26 years old and I had a dark night of the soul and I almost took my life because of it. I was a science teacher and I was working in a New York city public school system and I was stressed to the max and I had lived my life as a perfectionist and a people pleaser. And I had given everything to these kids and to this life. And then I wasn't happy. And I was like, something's not adding up. Like, I don't get it. I, I did what I was supposed to do. So, um, I went home and I decided I was going to stop going out with my friends and take some solitude time, start eating better, go back to exercising and start meditating. And that's when everything changed for me. I, my gifts opened up. I started to see energy, know things. And then I had an encounter with a spirit and I was like, what is actually going on? (laughs) Because I was a science (laughs) teacher. So I dove into the science and I, I found a book called, um, biology of belief And, uh, that's by Bruce Lipton, Dr. Bruce Lipton. He's amazing. And, um, he talks about how your beliefs create your life. Right. And same thing with Carol Meese. I don't know if you're familiar with her, but just 
she was, she was triggering me because I I was on a, I was very chronically ill. And she's like, it's your, basically your fault that you're sick. You know, um, look at, at how you're showing up in the world. What are the things you're telling yourself? And I was like, shush, <laughs> you think I want to be sick? You think I want to have these problems? And then I was like, okay, like just take a step back and deal with the trigger and go deeper and find out, you know, maybe she has something real to tell you and, and teach you. And then I started seeing the energy of the body and it evolved from there. So I found EFT probably about 10 to 12 years into my journey. And I wish I had found it at the beginning, to be honest. That's why I tell everybody about EFT. Not everybody can sit down and meditate. I mean, I was meditating for two hours at a time when I first started. Uh, wow. Like I, I meditated for 15 minutes. I was super scared to meditate. Honestly, I thought I had, my friend was like, why don't you try meditation? And I was like, too afraid to say, <laughs> I can't do that. Um, <laughs> because I was very competitive and I was an athlete and I was like, there's no way that I can't sit on a couch for 15 minutes. And like with my thoughts. So I was like, okay, stop being ridiculous. So I did that. And then I loved it. And then I worked up to two hours a day. Very oh, quickly. Wow. Yeah. And that's why my gifts opened up so fast. And which was why I was like, what is going on? And I had to start doing the research and I would just completely immerse myself in that lifestyle. Um, you know, just trying to understand the science and spirit together. And how do you work with your clients today? So I work with clients by, you know, finding out what is getting in their way. Now, a lot of times people think they know what's getting in their way. Uh, they'll be like, you know, I want this job or whatever. And really what's getting in the way is, um, the way, the way kind of we work through things is three at a time. Uh, so our relationships probably with our husband or spouse or whatever is probably also not going great. Our, we're probably failing to take care of our body in a certain way. So what usually evolves from that is I, I look at the bigger picture. So what is the belief or the, um, the thing that you're telling yourself that's really creating the problems in all the areas so that yeah. when you, when you work on this, it heals this, the rest of the, um, uh, the things that are going Fight on in your life. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> right. So, so people will be like, well, my neck hurts. And I'm like, well, okay, so let's dive into that because the body keeps the score. There's information there. And, you know, I can see the, the, the larger program that they're running and then we can get into the nuances of things. So it's like, oh, you're not speaking your truth. Who are you not speaking your truth to? Okay. Yourself and others. Okay. <laughs> then we dive deeper and deeper with that. So, oh, you wanted to say to your spouse something. Okay. Let's, let's tap and talk about that. Let's release that, um, energetic signature that's there in your body. And that is getting in the way of you being able to have clarity right now and because how, that the nervous system will hijack your body and so you can't see clearly so you have to calm it down yeah that's the key is that we don't realize that we're actually being hijacked a lot of the time whether it's from food that we're allergic to or people that are that you know making us feel nervous or scared or trauma that just is getting reignited in random times so like we could be driving down the road and we see a car that once you know almost hit us and we immediately get hijacked, there are things that are going on in the background that we can address if we keep getting present and in the moment and, and more embodied, we can be like, whoa, I was just fine, but now I'm not. <laughs> what right. just happened? Right. And, oh yeah, that's what happened. I, I ran into this person or and maybe that person's not good for me anymore. What did that person say to me that might've triggered me and derailed me or hijacked my nervous system? And now I'm feeling frazzled and don't know what's next and how to handle life. And then we go back to the EFT. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Like really you know, go back. Just, it's, it's what I'm hearing you say is that everything you have control over everything. 
you yeah. don't have control over how your how your nervous system is going to react to the world. Right. Because people will be like, well, I don't have control over this other other thing. It's like you have control over how you react to it. Yeah. And you want to be coming from your best and highest self, especially when you're triggered, especially when things are tough. You want to be creative. You want to have the best immune system. You want to see all available options. The only way you can do that is through a calm nervous system, which is called your parasympathetic nervous system. Yeah. And if you can't get into that because like you can't go for a walk or if you can't meditate, tapping will get you there pretty quickly by tapping on the body. It's rhythmic. It's very um, peaceful, calming. It will reorient your nervous system. There's also other ways like um, turning your head to the left. Like if you turn your head to the left, it will, and you wait for the yawn, your nervous system will reset. You can actually cross your fingers and squeeze um, right at the knuckles. All right. It just did it. Um, so you, like, I'm so, uh, attuned to when my nervous system resets that I can sense when things are going to about to reset too. And you might get a yawn. That's usually your nervous system resetting, um, and clearing out unconscious energy. Do you think there's anything that I missed in this interview? It's really about being gentle with yourself. Uh, this whole journey is about connection and, showing up in a vulnerable way with others. And let me, let me just say this. Nobody likes a perfectionist. They don't, they yeah. are afraid of them <laughs> <laughs> because they don't seem real. Right. And so w- perfectionists are, um, avoiding vulnerability. Mm. Uh, and, and if you listen to Brene Brown, um, talk about vulnerability, have you ever listened to her? Yeah. Yeah. She's- okay. It's amazing. She says the people who are happiest in life, who are, feel the most successful have the best relationships because they're vulnerable within them. And th- it's not the perfectionists that are the happiest. In fact, they're probably the most chronically ill and hu- unhappy. Yeah. yeah. So switching and becoming more vulnerable and saying, you know what? I don't know enough about this, or, um, I am going through something right now. People are like, oh my gosh. I want to help you. Like, that's awesome. I just feel connected to you when you say that, you know, um, because you optimize yourself. I mean, I think we all, and we all crave community. We all crave to have some, to identify with somebody. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And we want, we want to know that we are, (laughs) um, uh, accepted and loved. And when we show those vulnerabilities, that's actually where we wind up seeing we are accepted and loved because people can connect with us and identify with us. I love that. Can you tell everyone where to find you? Sure. I have the Stark Transformation Show podcast and I have a website called starktransformation.com and uh, you can find me on social media. I am all over the place. (laughs) (laughs) Guys, this has been an amazing episode. Please follow this woman. Hire her if this has resonated with you. She's definitely somebody that I admire and you're, you're going to be my meditation guru. <laughs> <laughs> thank you. All right, guys. Thank you so much, Amy. Thank you for having me. It has been a pleasure. All right, guys, stay tuned and we'll see you for the next episode. All right, guys, that is all for today. Thanks so much for tuning in. If you enjoyed this episode, don't forget to subscribe to the show so you don't miss any future episodes. While you're there, it would mean the world to me if you take just a few seconds and leave me an honest review. Truth is, I love honesty. Your reviews help me to reach even more health coaches 
and wellness professionals who are ready to explode their business and want the truth in this non-BS approach. You can find all the links and the information mentioned in this episode at www.rachelafeldman.com backslash podcast. All right, so don't forget to tag me on Instagram at Rachel A. Feldman and let me know what was your favorite part of the episode. This will help me to create even better content for you, bring on awesome peeps to tell you the truth about how they built their business, plus other speakers to help you take your business to the top without overwhelm. Thanks for listening, and I'll see you guys soon.